Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. listening to the solar panel the phoenix sun show good morning it's saturday morning another bright and early saturday morning on the sun solar panel we've been doing this for feels like 50 years now and today i am blessed with having the guys from fanning the flames as my co-host today brandon my usual zona is out uh, doing actual work uh, that he gets paid for. And so the three of us are sitting around not getting paid to do this. And what's might as well go ahead and throw up a show. Uh, so welcome to the show this morning. Uh, first, uh, I'll introduce Paul uh, Dervish of Whirl. And he, he keeps changing his name on Twitter, so I'm not even going to guess what it is right now. <laughs> At Dervish of Whirl. Paul, good morning to you. What's up, Dave? How's it going? Oh, doing real well. You got to show us that coffee mug again. That thing is huge. Those of you who don't know, Paul is actually that's what she said. Uh, three foot two, and um, he he wears green most of the year. He's a little leprechaun. <laughs> I'm the mascot for Lucky Charms. <laughs> you did. You guys did not know that. And also joining me this morning is So Says Jay, Justin, from the Fanning the Flames pod as well. Good morning, Justin. David King, good morning, my friend. It, 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 it is indeed morning. I, I'm, very, I'm sorry, I'm very disheveled this morning. There's a lot of activity going on in the So Says Jay household right now with uh, people trying to get out the door. And I'm, I'm, I'm good, though. I'm here. I'm happy to be here, and thank you for having us as always. It's been too I long. I appreciate you. I appreciate you joining and helping out a friend um, who lost his co-host to actual work stuff. And so, thank you very much, uh, Brandon. We'll be back next week, uh, but for today, these guys are joining us. So, Justin looks like Aaron Rodgers. I like that Darth Void is in the chat here. <laughs> Do you believe like Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> now Justin's getting a haircut tomorrow. I find that patently offensive, but <laughs> him, and I, him and I can, can, can unpack that offline. <laughs> Justin, for, 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 yeah, Justin finds random things patently offensive, so don't worry about it, Darth. <laughs> this is uh, true. Perplex damage, the OG. Um, obviously, that's me, but no, that's actually no, the the Flames podcast, <laughs> the OG of Suns podcast. 
I just happen to be one of the original hosts on the OG of Sons podcast that has morphed into something much better than it originally was in the first place, which is with the Fanning the Flames guys. And uh, I do a I do appreciate you guys joining me again today to pump up this show. I know it's hard to wake up and you guys are uh, trying to get, uh, this is my perfect time of day. This is my best time of the day. That's what happens when you get to my age. So one of these days you're going to look back on this morning and you're going to go, Dave had it right doing Saturday mornings instead of late nights where, where Paul's falling asleep in the middle of the show. (laughs) I only fell asleep once. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love how he, I love how he says that with like, just a little bit of pride like that's an actual accomplishment only you know that when you fall asleep you don't know you have <laughs> <laughs> falling asleep at the wheel how did i get this how did i get here <laughs> all right we have got four quarters of fun today we are going to recap the week we're going to talk about whether the footprint center should be renamed in in the near future to house of pain we're going to go through some true and false questions that uh should get us going on on a little bit of discussion and then we're going to preview the next week coming up good morning everybody in the in the chat uh blaze megatron so everybody over 45 says morning people scare me dave so everyone over 45 years old scares you gotcha (laughs) all right uh yes so and oh i love what sawbuck says man i'm gonna i'm gonna share that dave is usually right it just takes us a lot of time for us to realize it yep Yeah. And oh, and by the way, we are going to go in on where Paul was trying to call me out on his show as as reacting to one loss. We're going to go in on that and I'll show you exactly what the Suns have done to actually correct the flaw since that game that they exposed for themselves. So we'll go into that. Can I, can I, can I, I just, can I comment on that just really quickly, really quickly? We're not there yet. (laughs) No, 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 I I just, we're not there yet. Dave, I need to tell you though, just really, really, I I swear, really quickly. Dave, Paul's enthusiasm for doing that was like off the charts. And, and then when it happened, I was like, eh, that's all you got. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, this is good. We'll have a good, healthy debate. We'll let the folks in the chat join in, and and uh, we may even put it to a vote. But yeah, we're going to talk about that at one point here, and we'll we'll talk about what the Suns have done to correct that that flaw that was exposed. Um, they just have a new flaw that's been exposed that they're going to have to correct going forward, and that's how we're going to recap the week. The Suns were two and two this past week since the last time. Y'all join me on the solar panel. Those in the chat join me. Morning, Perplex Damage. Morning, Blaze. Uh, Darth, I've already said hi. Rick Johnson, good morning. It was really great seeing you on Brightside Night. That was fun. Uh, the Suns went 2-2 two and two this past week. They lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, who out-rebounded them by 20. And Giannis got every single call once again. You know, it's really great when you're big enough and agile enough that you can just truck people. And the refs, Giannis, who used to lead the league in offensive fouls, now leads the league <laughs> in creating defensive fouls. It's just, it's just nuts. Uh, then they beat the Magic, barely. Then Devin Booker came back, and they blew out the East-leading, second-best record in the league, Miami Heat. And then they lost to the Raptors. Now, you guys talked a lot about the Bucks' loss on your pod this week, the Fanning the Flames pod. Uh, and the Magic win. You guys recorded after the Magic win. So 
Uh, we don't have to recap those too much because everybody who watches this probably listens to Fanning the Flames. So, and and you other listen to other pods as well. The Suns basically got out bigged against the Bucks, but what's new and fresh is that uh, a a Chris Paulless team can beat the number one team in the East in a game. And that happened on Wednesday night on the second night of a back-to-back. So let's talk about that before we talk about the Raptors game. Uh, first, the Suns beat the Heat. Devin Booker came back. He looked like an all-star. Surprise, surprise. Uh, tell me, Paul, first, Dervish of World, what did you think, what did you see in that Heat game that um, was was um, not not necessarily unexpected but was a pleasant development? To me, it was a defense I mean, I know because there's a lot that Chris does when he's on the court to kind of keep everybody engaged there. And um, I think that was something that I was noticing a little bit kind of after his injury was it was falling off, not falling off a little bit, but wasn't staying focused. And I thought that the defense in that Miami game was stellar and just like really kind of shut those guys down and allowed allowed us to kind of get out that lead and just run away with it. That's a really good observation. Monty said something similar in the post-game press conference. He said that was the best defense he'd seen his team play. That's it. He didn't even say, like, in the last week or in the last year. Or just best defense he's seen a team play. So that that's pretty good. Uh, so says Jay. Justin, what was your takeaway? Pleasant development out of you, that game. You know, I, this this team, no matter what, they keep doing things that make me go, oh, oh, they, they, they got that in their bag, huh? And, and I, I look at that heat game and I, and I say that because there's nothing specific. I mean, Paul mentions the defense. I, I guess I shouldn't say there's nothing specific. We can talk about every little nuance of every little game that they play and, and what makes you know, this particular game special compared to other games. But I think the fact that we can do that on a regular basis is something that I'm I'm starting to really look at and go. This 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 team is incredibly special because, look, we've since we started our podcast, coined ourselves the podcast of optimism. Right? We're oftentimes blindly optimistic. Perhaps me more than <laughs> well, me dark days. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely more than Dan. You corrupted but, me, Justin. We're still what? working on Dan. You corrupted me to optimism. You're still working on Dan. <laughs> We'll we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. But um, even going, but even with that being the case, going to that heat game, I was kind of like, "Whoa, this could be rough." You know, second end of a back end of a back to back, severely undermanned. Now, sure, the Heat didn't have Jimmy Butler, but at the end of the day, Suns didn't have Chris Paul, right? And and to go or in and do what the Suns did against the team that's the number one seed in the East. Again, that's one of those things where I look and watch that game, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, like we've we've got we've got this. Okay, we're undermanned against a number a, a top seed in the other 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 conference, and we're not just going to remain competitive, which is a big thing we talked about when when it came to that Bucks game was ran with them, even though we were severely under under undermanned during the time with the Heat game again." We don't, didn't just run with them; <laughs> blew them out of the water. Steve full of it, full of surprises. So, saw Bucks with the comment of the morning, sharing on the screen. If you look at the panel from right to left, that's Justin to Paul to Dave. You see a <laughs> handsome young man who aged gracefully. I'll take that compliment. Thank you. 
Does that mean I'm the youngest? I'm the youngest looking one in the group. Is that what I'm hearing? Because because I mean, I guess a it's factually true, but b it also psychologically makes me makes me feel good knowing that I look younger than Paul still, even though we're pretty much the same. Yeah, Paul's the yeah. older version of me. Is that what? And then and then How the hair came back of a virgin, and then the hair came virgin. So <laughs> I don't I don't know how that works. I, I I don't and I don't know that we need to try to unpack the physics of all of that at this po particular point in time. But I'm I'm quite interested in, in in how the hair comes back. Hey Tim Tompkins has joined the chat. The only problem here, Tim, old days, good guy, miss you. Only problem here, Tim, is we are a bearded podcast now, so uh, you just wouldn't fit in anymore. So I can't even. I want to see Tim with a beard. Tim with a beard would look awesome. If you strap on, like, put no, don't do a strap on. But if you put on a beard, if you put on a beard for the show one time, we'll have you. We lost Justin. He lost. Sorry, you guys bring out the worst in me. I don't think I would have made that joke with with Zona next to me. <laughs> <laughs> do we? But do we know that Tim doesn't have a beard right now? Oh, uh, we don't. I just didn't have. Kind of beard I, I didn't you have, about? I didn't have a facial hair or know. long hair. I, don't, I seriously pandemic. don't know if Tim could grow a beard. I like a. He's I got such a baby face. I immediately looked over to the chat to see if he would respond to that. And I, I don't know why I thought that would <laughs> There's be There's a little bit of a delay. Like you might you might see a response first. So yeah, that Miami game, that was that was really good um observations by both of you guys. I was very impressed with the Suns. I went in literally expecting the Suns to lose and hoping it wouldn't be by 30. And even if it was by 30, I was hoping it would be a a believable 30 like oh they look really tired after having to scrap to beat the orlando magic in, in closing minutes the night before um and hopefully they don't look they don't look embarrassed you know embarrassing um but man they just took it to the heat the, the heat scored what 25 points in the first seven minutes of the game and then 65 points in the last 41 minutes an NBA team getting only 65 points in 41 minutes. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it, it was the like Paul said at the outset, right? The defense was was unreal. And and there was a point in the uh fourth quarter, I want to say there it was when there was maybe two minutes left where the Suns had out the Suns had scored more points in the fourth quarter at that point than the um Oh, I told you space team, help me, help me. <laughs> we have no idea because you didn't get the far heat, enough. The heat, the heat, um, <laughs> and the heat uh, had had scored. I think like twenty nine at that point in in the in the entire second half. Yeah, and so we're at thirty one, uh, something like that. Again, the defense was was unreal. Um, and to shut a team like that, I mean, in the heat, like we were talking about, not exactly a slouch, right? Even though yeah. no Jimmy Butler, like we said, no best Chris record Paul. in the East, exactly, and they've developed that with having guys in and out all year. So and the Suns were without Chris Paul. Again, I um look, I'm not going to play the victim here uh for the Suns, but uh I, I don't think the absence of Chris Paul is being talked about enough. Uh unless they're saying the Suns can't win a game without him. That's the only time Chris Paul seems to be mentioned. But that aside, let's move on. Everyone's focused on in the chat, everyone's focused on on Friday night's loss to the Raptors because that's fresh 
of mind. Everyone just woke up after probably not sleeping as well as they normally would because they're like so baby. invested. You slept like a baby. Oh, good for you. Uh, you sleep through podcasts. So, you know, good for you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to sleep through. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but some people didn't sleep as well as they normally would or they had weird dreams because they were so frustrated with a loss. Uh, you shouldn't be too frustrated, but it's still frustrating to watch the suns come up a little empty. And there was just so many frustrating things in that game. I'm using the word frustrating a lot because I was the entire time. The Raptors were the aggressor from the opening tip. Monty said, we didn't hit first. We didn't box out first. We didn't touch, you know, we didn't actually get into our positions first. And it stayed that way throughout the game. Uh, The Raptors are long and tall at all the usually smaller positions. So even though they don't have a guy quite as big as DeAndre Ayton, they have three guys going for every rebound uh, when the Suns are on defensive rebound position. And so eventually Monty had to bring in two bigs. He had to bring in Bismack as a second big, first next to JaVale McGee and second next to DeAndre Ayton. What did you guys think? Well, let me just finish the quick recap of the game. The Suns took a lead, 107-105, with 319 left. And you're like, ah, clutch time. Woohoo! Suns got this. But then the then the Raptors completely double teamed with 6869 guys, Devin Booker, and just chased him all around the court and wouldn't let him start any and get any sets going. The Suns did not adjust. Monty said, admitted afterwards, he's like, it all happened too fast for me to figure out what was going on because it was only four four possessions, four turnovers. It was crazy. The Raptors went on 8-0 run, all on fast breaks um, off of live ball turnovers. Tell me what you guys saw in that that uh, you think the Suns should have been able to to be able to beat. Uh, We'll start with Justin. Well, I mean, first of all, them running those hard double teams at book – and that forcing turnovers like it did and forcing the problems that it caused. I, I mean, that can be a little concerning at this point in the season. Uh, that type of stuff probably shouldn't be that big of a problem for the team to handle. But at the same time, again, still learning that to, to play without Chris Paul, still learning to play. We're still without Cam Johnson. Um, so frankly, I'll look at that type of situation and say, at least it happened now, as opposed to, rearing its head at some point uh, later in the season or in the playoffs, right? At the end of the day, what what we need to do is take away from all of these uh, losses, wins, whatever the case might be, <coughs> excuse me, something positive in terms of the ability to play without Chris Paul, the ability to to, to, to see what our other guys have in, in, in their bags when when we might be shorthanded when it comes to, you know, CP and or Book and or, or, or Cam Johnson. Um but at the end of the day, yeah, the, you, you take all of that stuff away from those types of, of games. I keep getting people walking back and forth over here. It's very distracting. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I got to plug in my laptop before it dies on me. That would suck right in the middle of the show. You didn't plug it in before the show? Well, it's usually plugged in, but I took the I took the plug to the game last night while I was working it, and then I – didn't realize I hadn't plugged it back in yet. So we're good now. All good now. Um, Yeah. Just, or uh, Paul, what's your take on the, on the four straight turnovers in the last couple of Yeah. I think, I think this, um, this end of game, close end of game situations is something that Suns have struggled with just in general, since Chris Paul went down. Mm -hmm. Um, Just he, 
he is able to just orchestrate those situations and, you know, book campaign, those guys, you know, great players, but that skill is just really not in their bag yet. They're still developing it. No, nobody in the league has it to the level that Chris Paul does orchestrate a game in those, like in that go time as a uh, book called it a few weeks back. Um, so, you know, was, this was probably one of the worst examples of that kind of crunch time um, loss of focus, but you know, it's something that it's something to work on, you know, that they, they can take this opportunity to work on it over the next few weeks as we kind of finish out the season, which I'm not, you know, I'm not too worried about it, but you know, as Booker said um, at the beginning of this, there's beauty in this a little bit, and the beauty could be that they learn how to, in case Chris Paul is schemed out. Now, Chris Paul, I'm sorry, Devin Booker said when people try to take Chris Paul out in the playoffs, some people thought that meant physically, like uh, uh, hurt him. But no, I think he just meant scheming the ball away, like blitzing, double teaming. Not, not Patrick Beverlying in him. Right, right. Well, I guess maybe he meant that. I don't Robert think he Orie meant that, him. Though. But that's how people reacted. I don't think he meant it, but that's how people reacted. Well, and 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 really quick to the to to those those four turnovers in a row at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. Like that was like one of those like you kind of watched it. And it's like oh, really, what, uh, come on, guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that happens with this team, with or without Chris Paul. So you can look at it see it happen and go, Oh my God, we, we better get that fixed. Or you can look at it, see it happen and realize the reality of the situation, which is, Oh, that was weird, but that was an anomaly. That's not, that's that's not the norm for this team. Yeah, definitely. They've got to figure out how to play in the clutch. I was just pulling up the numbers. Uh, What do you think the, the sun's uh, record, first of all, has been in the clutch since Chris Paul went down? Not great, Bob. Uh, give me a, give me a, give me a guess. It's been eight full games, eight full games, records in the clutch. Not all the games were clutch. I'd say two, two. Justin. That's what, that's what I was trying to think was how many games actually had quote unquote clutch time. Um, I'll say two and uh one and two i'm gonna say less clutch games they've actually had six clutch games out of eight and they're three and three somehow Mm. yet they're but (laughs) there's a but their net rating is minus 15 per uh 100 possessions so if they spent an entire game in the clutch minus they lose by 50 they this is the best net rating clutch team by far in the league Chris Paul makes a difference, but where he makes the most difference is in the clutch. The other part is that they've had six clutch games out of eight. And with Chris Paul, while they were the best team in the clutch for sure at 24 and three before Paul went down, 23 and three before Paul went down, uh, they did win the game in the clutch against the Rockets when, when Paul went down. So after that, they were 24 and three. Um, they had actually only like the 25th most clutch minutes in the entire league and 27, basically (laughs) half their games. Now they're in the clutch constantly because they can't put people away early and they can't win in the clutch. So 
the sooner Chris Paul comes back, the better for this team. But you know what? You could say that about every single team, and they're one of their two best players. So I'm not really that concerned. But, yeah, they're going to have to figure it out. And if they don't figure it out, they're going to have to hope that Chris Paul is healthy because that makes for well, He's already back in practice shooting at shoot-around. So. Yeah, there's um, the there's uh, uh, right. There was comments yesterday that Chris Paul was in there and, and campaign said that he beat everybody in a shooting drill, uh, which is good because it's the thumb on his right hand on a shooting hand that um, has been, you know, was injured obviously. And, and if it's still fractured, I doubt they would let him actually get out there and shoot a basketball because everyone needs all four. Although campaign said he beat us with four fingers. Yeah. Well, you, you can't actually do that. Um, however, when that, when Monty Williams was asked about it pregame that people saw uh, Cam John, or excuse me, people saw Chris Paul shooting Monty said, yeah, he was out there a week ago too, a little bit. So this is progress, but it's not like immediately he's going to start practice. It's only when he does start practice where it starts ramping up and getting closer. Um, the uh, latest from Flex, our buddy Flex from Jersey, uh, says that it's going to be probably by the end of March that Chris Paul comes back, unless there's some kind of setback. So, and with Chris Paul, it, you know, you got to believe that he's going to go on the shorter timeline. So that gives them two weeks before the playoffs start to get reacclimated to each other, which I don't think they've gotten unacclimated. Uh, um, so that's that's good. But the Suns have proven that they're not as good in the clutch without Chris Paul. Do, do you have any updates on Cam Johnson? Because missing him like is an underrated. Like I think that like that sh- he's such he's like our best shooter, and you know obviously he won us a game not too long ago with that last second shot that I slept through. <laughs> yeah, that you slept. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't volunteer that information if I were you, Paul. <laughs> if they listen to our pod, they'd already know this. So I'm not yeah. gonna like lie they about it. They probably all do. Yeah. Um, so the uh, yes. Um, so the Suns do need Chris Paul back. They also need Cam Johnson back. Cam Johnson has not returned to any kind of shooting or taken the court or participated in practice yet. It's been a week. Um, he had that deep thigh bruise, Charlie Horse, uh, but he also got uh, knocked in the ribs pretty well. So it could be a combination of both, and they're just disclosing the one, or it could be that it's really just the thigh. Uh, if you guys have ever had Charlie horses, those can take a couple of weeks to go away. And if you're trying to play NBA level basketball, as as Monty said, I do it's, that all the time. Try to play NBA level basketball. Yeah, right. miserably, but I try. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 we got to find a gift of that. <laughs> um, so Cam, Cam, there. The Suns are going to be conservative. They have a huge lead, still seven and a half games in the West. They're not going to lose their top seed. Why not wait until Cam is fully healthy? Although it's not something you would quote unquote re-injure. Like I'd be a little worried on Chris Paul coming back early because you could re-fracture a hairline fracture that's fully healed. But uh, with a Charlie horse, you're not going to really re-injure it. So it's just a matter of when he's comfortable enough to play. And uh, that'll, that'll happen soon enough. However, do you guys have any concern about Cam, Cam Johnson's future based on this morning's early news from Adrian Wojnarowski? What early news? The Suns signed. Hey, Woj blocked me, so I don't oh, get his nice. news. <laughs> nice. 
The Suns, I also published it on Bright Side of the Sun. So Bright Side did not block you. So if you're looking at Twitter, you might have seen that. Um, yeah. The Suns signed Gabriel Lundberg from Seska Moscow to a two way contract for the rest of the season. Who? He's a guard. Yep, exactly. He's a guard. He got out of Moscow? He left Moscow. Yep, he left Moscow. He's a Danish guy. Uh, they signed him to a two-way, so he's not allowed to play in the playoffs. Yeah, who knows if he's even going to play, but it could be a matter of just, you know, uh, wanting some extra bodies for practice and stuff like that. I mean, the guy is is was considered one of the better players in, in Europe, in Russia, uh, but he did get out before or as all that all that stuff was starting, and now he signed with the uh, with the Suns. So yeah, Lundberg, get those TPS reports right. Did you get the memo? <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was so, bad. Uh, yeah. So the Suns signed him. <laughs> Who knows? He's he's uh he's probably about the level of an Ish Wainwright. What do you guys think? Do you think that tells us Cam Johnson is not going to be ready for a while? Uh, do you think that's just random? No, I, I don't know, Dave. I've never heard of this guy. I was I thought Dan Duarte was gonna join us. He is such an international scout of, of potential <laughs> players for the Sun. So I thought you know he could come on and give us the full scouting report on Gabriel Lundberg. In fact, he's he's not here because he was pulling tape on Gabriel Lundberg Lundberg <laughs> is, is my the, understanding. Doing the deep dive. Exactly. He's, he's on a Zoom call with the Russian coaches. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and he need, needed a translator. Zoom call. <laughs> Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> Zoom <ski> call. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I would go more of extra body in practice. And I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, what was his name again? Gabriel Lumberg is a. A diamond in the rough find, but the name <laughs> the name and circumstance makes me think it's more of a hey he's he's close in the area and we need somebody at practice kind of thing. I don't know, but so you you right? From I guess at the end of the time, what's at the Moscow end of what's the point of to Phoenix is what you're saying. He just what was that? To be in town. He emigrated from Moscow to Phoenix because that's the city everyone chooses when they leave Russia. Well, when you're leaving Moscow in the middle of winter, yes, I would come to Phoenix. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think I'd pick L.A. and just stay there. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, Interesting yeah. that he I, he paid his own buyout. That's, I mean, damn, you want, you want out you when want he paid your Russia. own buyout yeah. with his team in Russia. Right. But So we'll see. I, I don't know if that means he's going to take the Cam Johnson first off the bench roll or anything like that. <laughs> I think it means that I think it means that James Jones finally realized what Twitter has known forever, and that is how fundamentally important two-way contracts are to championship runs. I think that's just what it is. Well, people have been railing on James Jones. So we could talk about this a little bit. People have been railing on James Jones for not using his two-way contracts and and end of bench like the suns had mm -hmm. a roster spot open until they signed bismack um and now he's signed a 30-year-old bismack to the final roster spot and two 27-year-olds to the two-way contracts completely flouting the original thought of two-way contracts being your developmental guy who might be ready in a few years 
Can um, I? James Jones just bringing in dudes who could play today if they if they hit it right. And and but like who has really ever actually successfully used a two way contract as a developmental contract for anything that's beyond like you know some dude that's kind of towards the there end. There has of been the- a few. There has there has been some. There certainly has. Of course, I didn't do the research before this because I didn't know you were going to ask the question. But um, Golden State's had a couple actually it worked out. Miami's had a couple that worked out. Other teams have had. Um, I think one of the guys who beat it wasn't the Gary Payton Miami, the second a two way guy. Gary Payton the Who's... second was a two. I thank you. Uh, and uh, there's a guy. I don't know if it's Max Struess or or. Someone of that ilk, but somebody who beat the Suns uh, a couple weeks ago in Phoenix uh, had been a two-way at one point. So there's there's a few, uh, but it's rare. And James basically has decided that I'd rather have a guy who's a fully mature adult rather than some 19-year-old But when kid. you don't have a G League team a man. to put, send them to, man. you know, when you don't have a G League team to you send know, them to. Let's talk about that for well. a second. <laughs> are the we really going to talk have, about this? Are we doing this? Lack of a G League team right now. We're going to do that. G League. Wow, 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 these guys wow, too. Wow, There's 29 wow. other G League teams they can assign them <laughs> to. Yeah, but yes, you can assign them to a G League team, okay. but it's not a G League team under your control. You know, you know what the beautiful <laughs> thing about the Suns is, guys. For, well, this is for, what we're arguing for six about. Years we had to care about this kind of stuff. Guess what? <laughs> we don't have to care about G League or two way contracts. Or first round draft picks. I, I I hope I never talk about another first round draft pick in my life. I hope I never talk about another two way contract in my life. And that's not to say that the Suns aren't going to have them. I'm just saying they're not high enough on my priority list right now to yeah. care. And I'm hoping they never ever get back up to the top of my priority list when it comes to the Suns. Yeah, it's pretty nice not having to talk about the upcoming draft and watching the NCAA tournament for potential future Suns. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, can so I just say how happy I'm? We don't have to worry about the Suns possibly drafting Chet Holmgren too, because I'm sorry, <laughs> Chet. Like I'm sorry. I like oh, Darth. Can Ladies we talk and about this? this? Is what the text threads sound like with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> hey, Dave. Are, are we in? Their group text, are we still in the, the first quarter? Is that where we are still in the show? Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, we're 33 minutes in, and we're still in the first quarter of the show. We call that the fan in the flames, way, baby. Yeah, yeah. And since Darth <laughs> off the is, rails. is here in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and use Darth's transitions that he gave me to go on to the second quarter. The second quarter. Hey, let's take just a minute to talk about our friends at DraftKings. College basketball fans, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers, just bet 5 bucks on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do win. It's that simple. They win. You win. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. That is a lot of money. Jump in there, get involved, and you can make some money too. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. That's T-B-P-N. Bet $5 on any college hoots team to win, and you'll get $200 in free bets if they do. They win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Got to be 21 plus. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. The second quarter of the show, 
is, is this going to be, is Footprint Center going to be one day the House of Pain? Now, you guys talked Jump about around. it briefly. Jump around. Jump around. Uh, you guys briefly <laughs> talked about it. I appreciate that how they jump around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Voida, uh, can you clip that video and send that to me, please? I need Thank that you. gift so bad. <laughs> I need that gift so bad. Um, after the gift of you trying to play NBA level basketball. Um, so anyway, so let's let's go. Let's talk about like Nate Duncan. It's fair. <laughs> House of Pain. Um, you guys talked about this for a few minutes on your podcast this week. It is interesting because none of us really thought Cameron Payne could be the point guard of the future. I'm still a little skeptical myself whether he's because by the time Chris Paul leaves, he'll be almost 30. And uh, will he really be that point guard for a few years as a starting point guard? And is that what the guy what the Suns want? So I want to hear you guys' opinion after watching him for a couple of weeks. Actually, he's only been back for a week, um, barely over a week. And he is averaging 16 points a game, 10 assists, 4 rebounds on thir- with 37% three-point shooting and he's got three double-doubles in six starts. Previously, he was basically putting up half those numbers um on prior chances as a starter with prior teams before his his re his rebirth as a real NBA player. Do you guys think Cameron Payne is the kind of guy that that could um, shepherd the Suns full time for 82 games and playoffs in the future? Let's start with Paul. I mean, yeah, I can see him doing that. I think if anything, he would be a bridge point starter. Uh, So like if when Chris Paul's kind of done, when who knows when that's going to be? I mean, the guy is a freaking, you know, he's a machine. He seems like he's getting younger every year. Um, But you know, I could see campaign kind of sticking around, maybe being that bridge for like a year or two while, you know, James Jones moves those chess pieces around to get that true, like younger guy who has, um, you know, the, or just this, true guy, James true doesn't guy, care yeah. about age anymore. Good. Touche. But, um, you know, gets that like next star at that point guard spot, but I could definitely see him being that starter for like a year or two, you know, I've, he can, he can run the ship. I mean, but he would be obviously, he wouldn't be a star on the team by any means. And like you said, his age, not that 30 in three years is old by any means <laughs> coming from, coming from us. 30 is not old coming from us, but we're not trying. Unlike Paul, the rest of us are not trying to play NBA basketball. <laughs> So like I I could see I could see him you know elevating to that starter's role for a period of time, you know. But it would, my I'm answer not is where like you have five years. Yeah, where you halfway or, went, you kind of went because you're trying to answer my question. I appreciate that, um, but I'm going to go with where you wanted to go. But before I do, Justin, what's your take? What do you think? I know where I, you I, wanted to go. Trust I me. I forgot. I forgot the question. I don't know no. where I wanted. The question to go. is: Is campaign the point guard of the future? You guys talked about it a little bit. Is this going to be the House of Pain Footprint Center? So yeah, yes. I'm going to just say yes. the The answer to the question is yes. Um, I think that the way that the the roster is shaped right now, and what we're seeing from the the players on this team, especially the young guys, uh. If we're if we want to keep 
our young core around, I think campaign has to be that point guard of, of the future. Uh, in the very least, a bridge uh, to 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 that future. And I look at it and I think to myself, because, okay, so the, again, answer to the question, yes. Do I like the idea of campaign being that point guard of the future? I, 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 I'm, I'm becoming more and more warm to the concept. And I, I, I look back to when, okay, think about when we first got campaign, right? Like literally signed him from China. From hadn't school. played, hadn't played, played in the NBA for the bubble. Uh, hadn't been in the NBA for a little bit. And a year later, we're like, oh my God, look at what we have in this guy. We get him to, a, we signed an extension. We're like, oh my God, that's a great extension to, for campaign. I, 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 I run through that process because every single step along the way, campaign is proving that he's something above and beyond what people think he is. He's not just a guy that's a journeyman who's playing, who, who belongs to play overseas. He's an NBA player. He's not just an NBA player. He's a, a, a solid, serviceable NBA role player who deserves a multi-year contract. He's not just a solid, serviceable role player. He's a guy who is filling a significant role on a championship contending team. Is that next step? He's a starting point guard on a con- championship contending team? I don't know. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm certainly not going to doubt that he has a capability of doing it because we've seen him, like I said, in the past. It's only been, what, two years? <laughs> in two years, he's gone from, okay, well, whatever, we've got this extra guy, to he's he's a huge part of this team, and I'm not going to sit here and doubt that he's not going to continue to surprise me along the way. I think where where Paul halfway went was that uh, James Jones knows how to sign starting point guards. And whether we end up getting uh, another point guard after Chris Paul retires, I think is a foregone conclusion, in my opinion. James Jones, his first offseason, he goes out and gets Ricky Rubio, who was a proven 10-year starter at the time and fit perfectly with the Suns' offense. And he was willing; they were willing to spend money to get that guy. Not max money. He was like $17 million. He was the 17th best point guard in the league. Excellent. Then he goes up and upgrades to Chris Paul. What I think is going to happen is Zuns are going to keep campaigning around. He's going to keep doing this exact role for the next five years um, as the fill-in guy as necessary, but not the future starter. No, James is not going to go through an offseason, in my opinion, having campaign as his planned starter. However, while they're holding Chris Paul's hand or whatever it is, holding his walker, whatever it is, as long as Chris Paul is the starter, campaign is a great insurance policy. But if you're literally going to move on from Chris Paul, take his $30 million off the books and, and go into the next season, I don't think James Jones is going to be like campaign or bust as my point guard, uh, no matter how good he is, because he's got a ceiling. And his ceiling is that he's just a little bit too loose to get you through clutch time and get you through the playoffs to a championship, because that's what James Jones wants. We're no longer looking for playoff level like we were when Ricky Rubio came in. We're looking for a championship level. And so um, I I love, I think House of Pain is great as a temporary thing or an as-needed thing or when Chris Paul goes down. I feel a lot better about Chris Paul's future in Phoenix now that we have campaign as the backup. But once you move on from Chris Paul, I don't think he'll be the permanent long-term backup. Um, 
And then uh, Buck Dog said Aaron Holiday will step up by then. Aaron Holiday is really a better Javon Carter. He's not really a point guard, although he has had some good passing moments in the last last week or two. He's not really a point guard, in the, and and obviously Monty and James Jones really believe in point guards. So <clears throat> that's a good that's a good topic, though. Mm-hmm. Justin, mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Justin, good topic. No, I I mean I guess. So if if the answer to campaign is is if if the answer to the question is no campaign is not going to be the point guard of the future meaning the starting point guard of the future mm-hmm. uh, I mean do you do you look at it and do you think okay there's somebody that's slightly above a campaign level sorry narrow camera I'm over here slightly above a campaign level but below a Chris Paul level above a campaign below a Chris Paul. Yeah, it's going to be um, it's, yeah, that's, uh, that's every starting point guard in the league. <coughs> no, no. There's starting point guards better. Than would be, like I think he'd be in the bottom 10. I think he'd be in the bottom 10. I disagree with that. I think he'd be he'd be he'd be mid-tier. Ricky Rubio was mid-tier. Campaign is not quite Ricky. Campaign's different from Ricky, but True. Ricky couldn't score. Campaign can score. True. And so and we're also yeah. seeing that campaign can facilitate when called upon. And I guess what yeah. I'm getting at is if if we're uh, you know something has to give with players and money, right? If if they're going to have somebody that's the point guard after Chris Paul, that's not campaign is presumably going to be more expensive than campaign, but less expensive than Chris Paul. I think then you still have an issue with fitting in contracts for, you know, other guys, but I guess that's why this off season is going to be quite an interesting one. As yeah. I think one probably, or maybe both. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. You're right. There is that point of, uh, well, they can't pay, they can't pay big money to everybody. Obviously. I mean, they can, but- uh, they could be the Warriors and just do it, right? I mean, yeah. the Warriors have Andrew Wiggins at at max money. Um, they've got all these guys at, at high All star starter Andrew Wiggins, David. Give the man his respect, okay? <laughs> and no one is holding that. Uh, no, no one's saying that. Everyone's saying Steph Curry doesn't have any help. Yet he has an all star starter in his lineup with him. But um, okay, let's reserve. And, to be to be yeah. fair though, to be fair that and, he is he's not really an all star, so we can't no, but, uh, we can't we can't complain about Andrew Wiggins being an all star and then complain that 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 Seth 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 Curry oh Steph Seth Curry shooting better than Steph this year by the way so are a lot of people um, <laughs> oh and then can't complain that that Steph Curry doesn't have help because he has an all star because Andrew Wiggins isn't really an all star but the whole Steph Curry doesn't have help thing is still a terrible argument either way so we can just collectively agree to throw it out the window Warriors fans yep. suck <laughs> all right let's move on to quarter three the third quarter. All right, we got a series of true-false questions here. Um, we're going to go through, and you guys are going to give. You can give a short answer to it. You can give a Apparently long just answer. I'm going to give a short answer or a long answer. <laughs> there but, he is. Uh, yeah, there he is. So, first question. 
The Suns, uh, one of the one of the themes we've seen recently is you can beat the Suns by crashing the offensive boards and beating them up on rebounding. The Suns play Jay Crowder as their starting power forward. He's only 6'6", and he doesn't really have – I mean, I think I can jump higher than Jay. No offense to Jay, but I think I can. Uh, but I'm certainly not an NBA player. <laughs> um, so we should we be concerned with the Suns rebounding? That's what lost them the finals. I know it's a small concern, but has that has that been um, exposed as something that could hurt the Suns in a playoff series if you just throw everybody at the offensive rebounds? True or false? Uh, Paul first. False. <laughs> false. So uh, the Bucks have proven it over the course of a series. If you play two bigs, you can beat the Suns. So you think false because the Suns can just throw a Bismack Biombo as the as the two big stopper. I think there's there's a there's a lot of reasons about it, but also we just played the Bucks without Chris Paul, without Cam Johnson, and barely lost to them. So I'm not too worried about the Bucks this season. I'm not any of the teams that we have a shot at probably playing in the later rounds of the playoffs, I'm not worried about from that standpoint. And, you know, it rebounding's effort at the end of the day, rebounding's effort. And it's a little bit of scheme. So that's stuff they that can fix. Easy. Justin leaves at the Darth Voida. <laughs> You know, if Voida would make these 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 uh these drops a little bit longer, I'd a- actually be able to get it in too, Voida. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so a few people in the chat have have there's a little there's a few truths and a few falses. Um, der, uh, Dervish of Whirl, Paul's answer is basically yeah, they can get out rebounded, but false is not a concern because you think they can make up for it in other ways. And that is true. The Suns beat uh, Milwaukee by 25. People did, didn't even, they're not even remembering that when they had. I remember that because I was there and it was beautiful. Uh-huh. And then they barely lost without CP and without Devin Booker. So, okay. So we've got some truths. We've got some falses. This is, this is going to be something that the Suns will need to address. Monty addressed it in the second half of that game. Um, on Friday night and also against the Milwaukee Bucks for the first time by playing two bigs at once, Bismack Biombo next to another center, either JaVale or DeAndre Aiden. And they also had DeAndre Aiden out away from the basket a lot more than he did earlier in the season. M- uh, missing Cam right now is also on. a big part of that right now because he, yeah, he, but- he plays that 4-2 and he stretches, pulls those guys away. Well, he can outscore you even if you get out rebounded, is what you're saying. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that he's pulling a defender away because he has to be covered, and he plays the four as well. So that extra big that's down there on some of these teams is not is pulled out by by the three point line. So there's less competition down there for DA or others to get the boards. Him being out right now, we, you know, they can sag off some of our shooters who are in those spots compared to Cam. A little bit. I mean, you've got uh, Jay Crowder. Can you sag off a of Jay Crowder? Not more than you can sag off a of Cam. A little bit, I suppose. People are, are willing to live with Jay Crowder's shots because he's so inconsistent. But he's oh, not going to stop shooting. Huh? I said, but he won't stop shooting. No, he won't, man. He was one for 10 from three the other night. <laughs> 
I love it. Not one for 10, but shooter mentality. He shot 10 anyway. <laughs> Justin hey, Sags hey, off hey, the hey, man, Darth Boyd is going in. <laughs> Again, I, I don't think the I don't think the drops are long enough, Voida. <laughs> we need we need the we need the Justin size drop. Okay. Um, I think the Sun should be concerned. I think it's interesting that Biz um uh, can showed he can stay with guys in space. He gets low. He, uh, certainly, Javale has to stay near the rim. DeAndre Ayton is better when he stays near the rim, though he he proved in the playoffs last year he can play on on the perimeter as well when he gets switched out. So we're uh, we it's just something to watch. It is definitely something to watch. The second true false. Let's move on to the second one. Uh, well, we already we already went through the second one. So Wait, I'm Justin didn't replace... even answer. Justin didn't even oh, answer. You didn't? No, <laughs> you've been talking. No, I think you got. I think you got thrown off when when Paul interrupted you mid mid sentence, um, <laughs> as he tends to do. And and um, yeah, I think you got confused there, Dave. It's fine. It happens. <laughs> or did you step <laughs> no, out? Mid, mid, it oh, might have okay, been a good just... word. Paul, Paul, your timing is impeccable. I love you. It's just fantastic. Anyway, uh, false. Not yeah, worried. False. It's not a worry. I mean, we can we can sit and watch every single game and go. Well, you know, there is this thing, this thing, and I get it. Offensive rebounding, rebounding. We've seen it happen over over a period of a few games here. But at the end of the day, we still have the team with the best record in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, those games happening, those types of anomalies happening. I'm not going to be concerned about because a, I don't think it's something that's going to occur on a regular basis, and b. Along those lines, I have all the confidence in the world in Monty Williams that to the extent that things start to become a trend when it comes to these types of issues, he starts finding solutions like he did by taking this little bit of a unconventional step and going, you know, can we give that lineup like a like a nickname? Like Biz McGee? I don't know, like something Is like he- Biz isn't that was biz Markey? is that a rapper paul that was yes a it is is that like biz mcgee like that's like our version of how about right? how about is uh wait <laughs> mabombo mickeyombo i feel like we don't need to just combine the names there's other options that we can do with dude <laughs> but no, look, I'm not going to be here's here's what I here's when something's going to concern me about this team. When I'm sitting there staring at a TV watching somebody else celebrate a championship. But that's not going to happen. So I'm not going to be concerned about this team at any point. That could be my that'll be my standing answer from here on out. Any any questions about the team's performance? I'll be like, "Nah. Call me after the season and and I'll let you know." Fabio's got Bizvale McYombo. I kind of like Jabiz as the first name. So Jabiz McYombo, we'll call it that when we got those two guys together. All right. Is that I'm going to change. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to change the second true false from your notes. I'm going to, I'm going to move it to notes? giving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, kidding, I saw it. I'm kidding. I saw it. I'm going to give us a chance to revisit the other flaw that was exposed by the Suns a few weeks ago in their one loss in 20 games. 
um, where the Suns got exposed by the Atlanta Hawks for doing drop coverage on every play. And they've been doing that for months. And what drop coverage is for those who don't who aren't who don't follow is anytime like a Trey Young, for example, in that game has his big um, in that case, it would be uh, what's in Clint Capella set a pick to pick off Trey Young's direct defender as the guard. The center has to do something. The center who's defending Clint, Clint Capella has to do something. They either come out and they trap the guard or they just stay level and try to confuse the guard or they drop back into the paint to defend against any kind of pick and roll to the basket by the big or the guard and try to stop them at the rim. Suns do the third part most of the time or had done the third part most of the year. And it got them great results. Third best defensive rating in the league. A really, really good. That's JaVale's sweet spot. That's Bismack's sweet spot, or at least so the Suns thought. And it's DeAndre Ayton is, is a master at it. However, um, if your bigs or if your team can use those picks and those in that misdirection and the shifts on the defense to create open three-point shots in your hot, you can beat the Suns with that defense. And if you've got a really consistently good team, you could probably do it for more than one game. So while it's it's probably something the Suns can adjust to, I the Suns have shown in the last few weeks that they have adjusted to it by having DeAndre Aiden much more away from the basket. Uh, people have noted, and and uh, Darth Void asked on Twitter, and I actually wrote a whole article answering the why, but John, Darth Void asked, why do you think the Suns are last in the league in defensive rebounding since Chris Paul went out? Well, that's because that's when Monty started experimenting. He started experimenting with have DeAndre, having DeAndre Ayton shift, uh, switch out to the perimeter on any kind of pick um, action where he just does the switch, and then the then the Suns' bigger guards can can uh, stay on uh, Trey, Trey Young and or Trey, stay on the, the other team's big and and uh, do their shift defense. <clears throat> At first, it did not work very well. The Suns for a week there, two weeks there, were like bottom third in the league in defense because they didn't know how to rebound the ball. They became the worst defensive rebounding team in the league. So even if they forced the miss, which DeAndre Ayton did a lot, they allowed the offensive rebounds a lot. And uh, over the last week, though, they've gotten better and they played really well. And they actually now have they played so well that now if you look at since Chris Paul went out now, they have the second best defense in the league. So um, the Suns have figured out a good way, repeatable way to defend against that um, uh, the, the five out lineup. And so they did get exposed to the extent that they needed to adjust to it. And they did show that they can. Adjust. That's not what exposing is. Exposing is a fatal flaw. None of these nope. are fatal flaws. I never flaws. said fatal flaw. Nope. No, saying Look, show me a dictionary definition that exposed means fatal flaw. Show me a dictionary, <laughs> dictionary definition. When you're going out there with, with headlines saying they exposed something, that means something that is a flaw that is could take them down. They beat the Suns with something that the Suns were doing. Right, That's and they exposed. can adjust to it, which is what they right. did. at the next game, not in that game. If the Suns had adjusted in that game, it wouldn't have been exposed. It's not exposed. Exposing requires a track record. All right, everybody, hit the like button for us because this is a great opportunity for you to, for you to actually weigh in on this. Smash that like button. Put in the comments in the chat whether you think what's the, what the actual definition of exposed is. 
Um, I like Paul what wanted to go said. the extreme, saying that it's a fatal flaw. I never said it was a fatal flaw, but it was a flaw for that game that got exposed and the Suns got beaten with. I feel like I feel like Paul and and Dave talking about you know anybody being exposed is something that nobody <laughs> wants to wake up to at eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Well, so yeah. says Jay got exposed for uh, you know skipping out every segment, the beginning of every segment. So is that fatal? No, can he adjust? Yes, but he still got exposed. I adjusted in my return. Yeah, but that, but that's how the NBA game works. Is it's the entire league is about adjustments. Like we talk about in the playoffs all the time. It's like okay, Team X does this, then they made adjustments. That's not exposing somebody. That's the chess game that is the NBA. Yeah. But for the, again, the force a team to make an adjustment somebody. is to expose the thing that they get beat by. Gentlemen, gentlemen, if I may, if I may inter- interject really quickly, I, I feel like maybe where we're lost here is you two have different definitions of expose. I think that perhaps Paul makes me stand the- up and show what I'm really wearing today. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It, can't come back from, but it's not I, fatal. Oh, it could be fatal. <laughs> not for I feel. I feel like. I feel like somebody might like maybe in the chat. Like somebody's going to, like, be so shocked. There, there could, there could be like. There, like, there may be kids in the room. <laughs> Open to view, not shielded or protected. Thank you, Blaze Megatron, for actually looking up the definition. We got some smarty pants in our chat. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't mean you can't close the view. Hold on, but it, it does say it later. you're not shielded or protected in that moment. That's all it's I, I just saw the You you sound like one of my teenage one of my kids. They're not teenagers anymore. But basically, anything okay. that happens when so you're young. You okay, can, so if somebody does something at half, so if somebody does some, if somebody gets a freaking turnover, does that mean they were exposed in the moment? Because in that moment. No, but if you can do the same thing over and over again in a game to cause that turnover, that's exposing them until they fix it. So then, so then the Suns' inability to in that maintain game. possession at the end of the game was exposed by the Raptors. They did expose. Yeah, the Raptors did expose that if you trap Booker and you and you engulf him with two super long defenders, and you don't have Chris Paul to outlet to. That they got exposed in that moment. That doesn't mean they can't fix it. But also, hold on here. The Suns don't have to make a huge, it's not like every game that can happen. But the Suns did play drop coverage the entire season until they got exposed in that game. And now they've changed it to try other defenses so they won't get exposed in the future when the next team tries to beat them that way. Now, if that is true, that that certainly, I think, suggests that they, they, they in fact, were exposed because they made a significant change to their defensive strategy. Yeah, thank you. Very Uh-oh, much. Paul. Let's Uh-oh. stop there. All right, moving on to the third true-false. Thank you for agreeing with me. I appreciate that. We have moving a special on. episode of the Solar Panel where you guys just argue this for like three hours, and I sit there <laughs> and just like hanging on. People will just – it'll be one of those live <laughs> streams where people will just check in every few minutes and see if we're still on the same episode. Exactly, dude. Go, like- yeah, they are. So then they switch off to another tab. <laughs> it'll be a live stream. Um, okay, 
Next true false. The Suns will be the first team to clinch a playoff spot again next season. Dude, I love Ever. that. I love what a what a ridiculously premature question, and I love it. <laughs> then Justin, go ahead and answer. Oh, one hundred percent true. Obviously, like I'm 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 thinking we'll probably clinch our playoff spot spot by late February next season. All star break. <laughs> yeah. Just be just be forty eight no at the all star next year. Perfect. Forty six and two, but <laughs> I do want to say that I, I do appreciate and and uh Zona was the one who provided our true falses today. Thank you, Zona, for doing that. Um it's interesting because the question really is basically will the Suns be the best team in the league again next year? Zach Lowe on his podcast that he released uh one of his five thousand podcasts a week, one of them this week with Bill Simmons. He said that um, that he expects a healthy Clippers and uh, who else Denver to be projected as top seeds, top seed contenders next year. With all apologies to the Suns, because the Suns have already hit their ceiling, and everyone else's potential is higher than the Suns' current value. That's that's basically the gist. Now Zach, to his credit, said it like. Could be, maybe, blah, blah, blah. But the way he's talked about the Suns all years and last year was they've already hit their ceiling. Let's see if somebody else who hasn't proven that they can do it can exceed that ceiling by How can you say that a starting of lineup of a top six lineup of four guys who are 26 at the oldest are like have hit their ceiling? Paul just said like the most logical thing I've ever heard him say in the 20 plus years we've been friends. How exposing How can you say that? Oh my god. Like the 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 complete lack of just common sense. Audacity. It's shocking. (laughs) And 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 I'm sorry, we heard the same thing last year. Oh, the Suns are a fluke. Okay, hold on. Actually, no, let me let's take this back. Last year it was they're a fluke. Last year it was, oh, everybody else is hurt. Last year it was, what if Jamal Murray were healthy? But guess what? Now, now what? Now, now that that's proved that wasn't a fluke, it wasn't injuries. Now it's oh, now they've reached their they they've peaked. They've peaked because those twenty three year olds, twenty four year olds on the team are really on the downside of their career. Get out of here with that shit. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why I can't podcast on a Saturday morning because get you angry the rest of the day. <laughs> Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe. That was Zach Lowe. Is that what I heard? I was duly noted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the Suns don't have another gear in the playoffs. And yet last year they showed they had another gear just by being even better than they were in the regular season to make it to the finals. How do you, why do you need even more gears than the finals team? Well, I mean, we could have used maybe one more gear last year, I guess. <laughs> maybe one more. We need to add more gears than anybody else in the West. Oh, by far. By Actually, far. If, we're, if we're being completely honest, that I, I I will go to my grave saying that that last year that was on me. I shouldn't have left Phoenix. My bad, guys. During the finals. Yeah, that is a problem. I usually get Didn't met with the same level of silence when I say that to anybody else too. I did. If I remember correctly. I did. Uh, but anyway, okay. Next true false. Next true false. Uh, should we be worried about Cam Johnson's injury? 
and and worried being is he going to be out longer than just is it one of those day-to-day things that lasts much longer than it should i guess is the question so we'll start with paul i mean i'm not worried about it because it's not a you know systemic injury i mean it may those things can take a while but i mean we've got some time we've obviously still competitive i said it's rest so he'll be nice and fresh for the playoffs you know, our, our, our team is such a well-oiled machine that even a guy who's out for a couple weeks can slide right back in and, you know, be immediately productive. There isn't a lot of adjustment period, so I'm not too worried about it. All right, Justin. No, no. I mean, unless we get some some report that says otherwise, let's not forget that. Did they signed Gabriel Lundberg. A report that says not by, by incredible reaches implies or infers anything different but I, I remember he he in that same game where he got hurt he played the rest of the game after both that's just wild injuries and and again and, and there's a the career goal. high and got then got a and scored a career high i get that there is adrenaline that kicks in and what have you but at the same time even with that, if it was really that bad of an injury that required anything more than him sitting out just for a short period of time, it'd be hard pressed to think that he would go back into the game. And and let's also consider whether or not we're in a situation where if this is the playoffs, maybe Cam Johnson's already back. But since we've got a sizable lead, there's there's no reason to push him, rush him back. Uh, because like Paul said, too this team clicks so nicely that you don't really have to worry too much. Uh, and I would agree with him about reincorporating him into, you know, any sort of system or into the, into the rotation. So I, I'm not going to worry about it. If we go another week or so and he's still not coming back or there's no indication, then maybe I'll start to get a little bit worried, but no. It's, it, and, and I think maybe that goes to, to this, this team's entire, you know, next man up mentality all of these guys being out for any period of time should worry us. And maybe it worries more people than maybe it worries some people more than it worries others. But I haven't really sat back at any point and been like, Oh no, I can't believe this. Here we go. This is what happens even with Chris Paul. Um, so the same thing holds true for Cam Johnson. And I think, you know, ultimately I think Cam will be back, um, you know, soon. Yeah. And, and it, it, as long as it's not that last long-term, I think we're fine. Yeah. I agree. I think it's a false. I, I, it, he is, is, he is staying out longer than all of us hoped, but he'll be fine. He has a month before the playoffs start. It's all good. Suns have such a big lead. They're not going to lose that lead. They're winning enough games. They're learning <clears throat> ways to different ways to win games. It's great. This is a perfect opportunity for the Suns, as long as everyone gets healthy by the playoffs. That's the key. Just get healthy for the playoffs. That's what matters. Can I? Can okay. I just- can I say really, I just interject with that one, one thought on that. Call me crazy and knock on wood. And I, maybe I shouldn't even say these words because I put them into the ether, but I'm going to. Dave, work the new button. If, if Chris Paul for some reason isn't back for summer off the playoffs, I still think we win the chip. I don't yeah, know if you really can really need to do that, that. I didn't want to say it too loudly. If you can't beat the Raptors on a Friday night, how are you going to win the chip? That's you're going to so one yeah, loss. You're going to say that. I mean, we we lost to other teams this year too, Dave. They were exposed. But anyway, all right, let's move on. Let's move on to.
the fourth quarter. All right, for the fourth quarter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you get it? You got you got it good. All right, fourth quarter. It's the quickest What's pee ever. Next, the Phoenix Suns are uh, play a few more games over the next week. I would hope so. And I forgot to put in who they are actually playing, so I'm going to pull that up right now. I got it, Dave. They do have, do you? All right, tell us yeah. who they play over the That is the, the most week. planning Paul has ever done for a podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it, I just happened to be looking at the schedule because I was trying to see how, how, like, how many more games there were left. Um, we got the Lakers on Sunday oh. on ESPN. Um, <laughs> the I'm Pelicans on Tuesday. Houston on Wednesday and Chicago on Friday. All right. Thank you. Uh, so you got the Lakers at home. The Lakers just beat uh, somebody with another 50 burger from LeBron last night. And uh, so the Lakers got their win under their belt. So they're going to come in a little flat, I'm sure, on Sunday. You've got the Pelicans who've already lost CJ McCollum. This time it was COVID protocols Mm -hmm. um so he's probably not back for that game against the pelicans and they've lost big since they lost him even though they beat the suns coming out of the break they're one of the teams they're not even quite the same team anymore the rockets um depending on the night they play well or they don't and they they almost beat the suns they beat the lakers and they almost beat the suns a few weeks ago uh when chris paul went out but then uh, that was a very good clutch moment for uh, the Phoenix Suns to close out that Rockets game, Rockets team. And then they host the Bulls. Right. So, and the Bulls, the Suns have already beaten this year. So, uh, let's go quick around the horn predictions. How are the Suns going to do in those four games? Justin, you go first. What's their record? Four now. Four surprise, now. Surprise. <laughs> Guys. He's got a brand. He sticks to it. <laughs> it's it's look. It's not. It's not even a brand. Like yeah. I just. I don't. I don't have it in my in my in my DNA to ever pick against the Suns. I just. I'm. I'm not going to do it. So. Paul. Paul can. Paul can be the vo- voice of reason with, with my four uh, which, which has proven to be wrong every time that's happened this year. With my with my four Four no. All right, you guys are both four zero. The Suns right now Told are you, you five. Me, Justin. The Suns are five and four without Chris Paul. Um, I had thought they'd be six and three, but they're five and four without Chris Paul right now, and they have these four games. I would not be surprised <laughs> oh, if they God, go four zero. No. Every one of them is breaking that way. So says Jay's DNA has been exposed. Nice, Jesus. <laughs> I, I just want to <laughs> say that I. I'm I'm happy that Blaze Megatron and, and and Fabio are the only two that did not disappoint me in the chat. Yeah, a lot of people are going three and one. I think it's just being safe to say three and one because the Suns are not doing that well in the clutch. Paul's yawning, when Dave. Clutch moments happen. Yeah, Paul. Careful. Paul, that's just what he does. No, I wasn't. He's yawning. always. He's that's always like apnea. Do you have a? He's, no, he's always sweeping. Uh, Paul's always sweeping. <laughs> sweeping. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say 4-0 as well. We got a clean sweep of 4-0 across the board for the week. These are all winnable games, and I feel like the Suns are going to start getting back on a roll with Devin Booker and, and campaign as the as the uh, backcourt and just because the state each of these teams are in that they're playing. And their mental state on Sunday, they're going to come out. They're going to The Suns are going to play really well on Sunday. The Lakers might too, but the Suns yeah, are playing the Lakers really, get caught play up really well. Still life. The Lakers yeah. might. 
They might. There's a might in there. I mean, I, I mean, Dave. Dave. What's, I, hold on. Let me, let me, let me see if I can get this, get, get this, um, this phrase right. Yeah, and, and and pigs might fly out of my butt. Is that is that the, how the phrase goes? <laughs> There's we'll a mic. There I is. still say I still say it's four and zero regardless. So we got a clean sweep on the four and O's. Um, any final? Let's go around the horn. Any final hot takes? Um, hot takes for the upcoming. You already gave your hot take, Justin. I did. You said. That even if Chris Paul doesn't come back healthy, they still win a chip. Is that your hot take of the day? It's my hot take of my life. Hot take of my life. I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know what that meant. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I think, dude, this team is is this team's phenomenal. I, I think that people, the fact that they're getting some credit from the national media, I think should show how. Far ahead of every other MD team, they are there. They are because the fact that the media even says anything positive about them again <laughs> shows how far they are about everybody. And and I think that if if Chris Paul's not out, that doesn't mean. Excuse me, if Chris Paul's out for any period of time, that doesn't mean this isn't a championship team. It just means it's perhaps not as dominant of a championship team. Mm, wow. There's your hot take. Okay, Paul, what's your hot take to close out? Mikael Bridges is going to be defensive player of the year. Wow, that is going to be tough because that always goes to centers. But I think it's more every day that goes by, it's more and more ridiculous that Rudy is the leading at the and the odds makers. He's he's got the best odds for it's it. It's just lazy by them. Talk I about think. exposed, Rudy. Against that same kind of drop, um, uh, you know, Hawks offense that that beat the Suns. Rudy knows all about exposure, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> the master of exposure. Yes. And, and he also bullies children. You combine those two things, and that's kind of an odd combination of things, right? That guy. All right, Rick Johnson had a hot take of Mikel goes for forty to beat Cam J's career high. The twins. Mikel even called them twins. It was funny when that when Cam uh, mm-hmm. had his thirty eight, had that game winner. Um, but yeah, he uh, um, Mikel going for forty. Yeah, Mikel doesn't have the the mental attitude to take that enough shots to get forty. But um, it's possible it can happen because Cam Johnson um, had thirty eight. So we'll see. I'm going to predict that actually uh, campaign has a thirty point game this next week. The Suns have gotten thirty point games from. DeAndre Ayton and Cam Johnson since uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul both went out. Um, I, I still think that somebody else is going to get their first 30-point game. Campaign's career high is 24. He tied it on Friday night, and I think that's going to happen. So, uh, so we'll see over the next week um, whose hot take may have come true. All right, man, uh, tell us where we can find you. Tell us, tell us where we can find you on the webs. Uh, Justin, you go first. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at so says Jay Paul. I'm at Dervish of World. <laughs> it just, you can find me natural just to do that. Their podcast with the Fan of the Flames NBA at on Twitter, Fan Fan the Flames NBA. On uh, the podcast pod forms, it's Fan the Flames. It's under the Brightside Podcast Network, along with a great new podcast. 
into the Valley who really do a deep dive into basketball. They do a really, really good job with the, with the Shutt brothers and, um, and Philip, uh, Philip as well on that show. They do a great job. It's a bright side podcast network. You can find on your podcast forms. You'll see both Fanny flames and into the Valley on there. If you're not already listening, make sure you start listening. And uh, you should be, you should have already been listening to at least these guys because they are the OG podcast, Suns podcast in the Valley, even though there's a hundred of them now. Don't forget to follow our third co host, uh, Dan Duarte, unable to join us this morning because he was sweepy. Uh, Is he Dan Duarte One? I think is his new Twitter handle. at Dan Duarte one, we we reverse cyber bullied him into coming back onto the internet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our buddy Darth Voida in the chat. Everybody in the chat, Buck Dog, um, Blaze, all you guys in the chat. Sorry if I didn't ma- name your name right now. Thank you so much for joining us again today. We really appreciate everybody's support. Come back here anytime. This is the Sun Solar Panel. You can find me and my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. And you can find uh, this podcast on your podcast forums. So thank you all for coming. I appreciate you. And we'll see you again next time.